Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email on the mark at WKOK.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings and welcome on board the WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show On the Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe McGranahan is across from us, conservative individual, uh, natural born American, if there ever was one, mayor of Shemokin Dam, Hall of Fame broadcaster. So we appreciate him coming in. On the other side of the glass, our producer, Rob Center, is here. So we're always uh, grateful for his help and hard work. And we have a guest in the studio. You Congressman Fred Keller is here, so welcome aboard, sir. Uh, glad to be here, Mark. It was good to see you over the weekend at the Sunbury Fireman's Banquet. I mean, I know we had a nice conversation there about the, the work that uh, that me and my team does on behalf of the people of PA-12. Thank you for recognizing the fact that we go about it the same way I did when I was state rep and put the people first. Well, and we recognized uh, Anne, and her last name is... Kaufman. Kaufman, you're your good assistant. And Nick? Nick Barley. Barley, okay. I, yeah, it's, it's like anything, Mark. You know, there's, there's uh, like this show's on the mark, okay? You have a producer <laughs> and you have Joe, the co-host. It's got your name on it, but there's a team of people behind no, it. No, that's not his they name, get it, done. <laughs> it is my name. <laughs> anyway, your name, they get it, they get it done, and, you know... Uh, you know, and it's just like the people that's like representing the people of PA-12. It takes a team and to make sure we get everything done effectively and proud to do it and proud to have a great team uh, for the people of PA-12. Well, I know when you, when you came in, we were talking a little bit about uh, what you yeah, what he expected. I was just going to say, I think that that's going to be something we're going to want to hear about. Okay. All you're going to say is the program is brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company. And his lovely bride Kay was at the oh, fireman's my banquet wife, oh, too. Okay. So. I, yes, I she was there and uh, glad to have her out and about with me. It's, it's she's been a great partner for the last almost thirty five years. And poor Jason down at the end of the table thinking, is anybody going to mention me? Jason, how do you say it? Gottesman. Gottesman. Okay, good, super good German name. Uh, is uh, super your, good American name. Right. Well, he's <laughs> German American. Be proud of your heritage is what I would say. Yeah, We're I'm not hyphenated I'm here. Hey, I'm a hundred percent. I'm a hundred percent American. I'm with you, Fred. Born, born and raised <laughs> in this part of the world, so we appreciate that. Yeah, and frequent Sunbury visitor. Grew up in Sunbury, correct? I, uh, from junior high school on, I lived with my grandmother uh, in Sunbury. Went okay. to junior high school and high school. Yeah. Right, and still an active worshiper in Sunbury. So yes. Good I've, been, I've been a member of the church there for uh, this year, I think, marks 40 years. When I oh, think no you, kidding. Yeah, you go through catechize, what, when you're 13 or 14, so yeah. Well, good for you. On the Mark is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. You can check them out at Sunbury. SunburyMotors.com. Our toll-free line is open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemark at WKOK.com. Joe is so ready to ask his question. <laughs> no, He's, I'm not. he's standing I'm by <laughs> with bated breath. Uh, you can text us at 7 brush my teeth this morning. I, I, it's obvious. <laughs> you still have some on your face, but that's okay. What do you know, Joe? Well, one of our emailers sent in this, this kind of a que- question and a statement combined. It said, saw on Facebook 
Facebook that Fred Keller is going to be on On the Mark. Do me a favor and hold his feet to the fire. Ask him tough questions and don't let him give you any BS. He's become such a shameless Trump suck-up and should have to defend himself. So defend yourself, Fred. It wasn't me. Well, I was going to say, Mark Mark actually on Saturday night said about the good job I'm doing being independent as I've always been. Uh, But when things are right, they're right. And when they're not correct, they're not. And I I look at both sides of the equation. And uh, I'm not a suck-up to anybody. I represent the people uh, that elect... Actually, I represent everybody, whether they voted for me or not. But but here here's what it is. Uh, you know, when we want to talk about President Trump and what, what's been accomplished, uh, you know, I don't know who can argue with America first. I mean, mm-hmm. and, and that is that is true, and that's what we're looking at in our trade deal, so that's why uh, that's that's going so much better with, uh, with what the negotiations have been. And you look at the jobs. I mean, uh, you know, President Trump has has listened to the people. He's gotten out and, you know, put in, in effect policies that have bettered. I mean, uh, what is it? Uh, you know, over 60% of Americans are better off than they were just a few years ago. So, What about his style, Fred? I mean, you've, you've met the guy up front. Is he a racist? Is he a misogynist? I, I'm going to tell you something about President Trump. And, Anymore. And I'll tell you, uh, Anymore. No, no I, again, I, I, here's what I'm going to tell you in my experience with, with, with the president. Uh, number one, the first time I talked to him on the phone, and that was as a candidate, the last thing he said to me was, please tell your family I said hello. Okay, that's the last thing on that call he said before we said goodbye. The other thing, every time you hear him talking, he cares about the American people. He cares about America. He wants people to have opportunity. And he realizes that government isn't the it, it, we we don't create anything. People build that, but what government does is they make sure that uh, you know they're not in the way. They make sure that uh, you you know the policies that we put in place are are about fairness and are about making sure people don't get taken advantage of, and especially by their government. So uh, you know the president does care about people, and it, and again, you're not talking in terms of dividing us. He talks about what unites us, and. And I think more of us need to do that and say, hey, we're Americans. In his tweets, he doesn't uh, yeah, talk I was about say, uniting us. I hardly no, think calling may, people names person, is uniting. He may try to unite us, but his tweets are highly divisive. Well, well I, uh, and, and you look at his tweets, it, it's generally it's a tweet after somebody has attacked him about something. I mean, it, let, let's be honest. Uh, you, you know, you have people that have been after him since the day he announced he's running for president. I mean, they have been, he has withstood so much about other people, you know, coming after him about one thing or another, uh, you know, and again, I'm, 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 the president's doing what the president's doing, and uh, when the policies, and it's something I agree with, you know, you know, I'm going to get out, I'm going to talk about it, if it's something that I don't agree with, I'm going to have that conversation with the president or with the administration, and say, hey, look, you know, maybe this is, I feel differently about this or whatever, but I think when we're representing people and trying to get things done, we need to look at what unites us and what makes us common, and the fact is, we're free, we, we have the, the greatest nation on the face of the earth. And I've been told by some people, boy, to think that America first and, and we're the greatest is arrogant. No, I'm not. It's truth. And and to, to have policies that put America's citizens first, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But there are some people are saying that the president's putting his own self-interest first. This morning, there's new reporting from CNN, and I think some other people picked it up, that the president has assembled or his administration has assembled a list of people in the government they consider to be disloyal and who should be removed and replaced with Trump supporters. Should a president encourage diverse opinions and even people who oppose him, or should he... 
have the absolute right to purge anybody that disagrees with him. Well, I don't think the president's talking about people purging people that disagree with him. I mean, it's always good to have a diverse amount of opinions. But when you have those opinions and you're responsible for making public policy, and it's the public policy of your administration, if you have people that are undermining that, I think that's a totally different situation. Uh, in private industry, I, you know, I sat, a, you know, I, I ran a, a business with a $50 million a year budget, and there were people around the table that, that would disagree with me, and we'd have that discussion. But when the door opens, and we're talking about going forward for the betterment, you know, of what we're doing, for, for people to be, you know, and, and I'll go back to the, uh, you know, we can go back to uh, Sundland and Vinman and all these people who said they were the experts on, on Ukraine policy and, and, and different things. And, okay, you're the expert on it, but the person that determines U.S. foreign policy is not the bureaucrat deep within the government. It's the person that's elected to do it, and that was the President of the United States. So the people that are there can give him a diverse opinion. But when they undermine U.S. policy and make us weaker because they do that, because it's not a unified front coming out of one administration, I think there's a problem there. Now, here's one of the divisive tweets. America's left now advocates for ending America's energy independence, fewer jobs and more government dependence, radical policies that would destroy our economy. Their shameful socialist philosophy is what's mine is mine and what's yours is mine and my friends will share. That's one of my tweets. Right. Absolutely. So, I don't think that's divisive. I think it's truthful. Well, okay, so I'm a, I'm a Democrat. I'm on the left. I don't believe any of those things. And how many constituents do you have in, in the 12th District who are Democrat? I, I don't count. I don't. I don't look at people as Democrat or Republican. I look at people as citizens of PA twelve. No, but that number exists. What's that number? And, uh, and again, Mark, I don't pay attention to that. You number. don't know. Okay, that's fine. If you don't know, that's fine. But in any event, so let's say it's a tenth of the yeah, district yeah, but, is Democrat. Mark, you're you're insult. You're saying something that's not true well, for a tenth of your constituents. No, look at Bernie Sanders. Okay. But let's, this is who, this is the people I'm talking to. Who wants to ban fracking? And well, you're talking to your Twitter followers, us, uh, no. me, and other people. No, I, I am talking to the policies that are espoused by by Bernie Sanders and the people that want to end end fracking, a ban on on fracking natural gas and, and for oil. That's what I'm talking about. People that want to say, "Hey, uh, Bernie Sanders says, hey, it's okay for me to have three houses, but everybody else, you know, socialism's the answer for you for the average American." Okay, that's well, what yeah, I'm talking you about. You should Mark. clarify that. Just saying the left, because I'm on the left, and so is Chris and um, Tom and our other callers who send us notes and so on. You just say the left. That's that's all Democrats, including no, many, many of Democrats. your constituents. No, 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 no. It's not all Democrats. Okay, all well, Democrats should, aren't on the left, You Mark. should There's clarify. The there, there are patriotic lot. Democrats. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, most <laughs> of them. Mark, I, I'm simply saying that there's, but there's people that agree with that ideology and are on the left. Mm-hmm. That agree we should do, do those things. Well, does anything the president does bother you? I mean, or anything give you any concern or pause, or if you could get him clo- behind closed doors and look him directly in the eye and say something to him about how he behaves or what he does or how he interacts with people, what would Fred Keller say to him? Well, again, I, I'm not. I don't think I'm in a position to tell the president how to behave. Uh, if, if Melania I dis- can't, do if it, I disagree, Frank can't. no. If 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 I'm going to have that discussion with anybody. 
I'm going to do that with them in person. I'm not going to come on the radio and tell you what I'm going to do. Well, that's I mean, fair I just, enough. I, I just don't think that's productive. Go well, ahead, Joe. Right in front there. The intelligence community says there's evidence that Russia is already interfering in the 2020 election process with the intention of helping Trump get reelected. What as a congressman does Representative Keller intend to do to prevent such outside interference? Does he intend to do anything? Actually, uh, our writer missed the reporting that shows that they're actually trying to help Sanders as well. Well, well actually, let's take a look at that. That's, that's really an interesting point because evidently it was leaked through the Intel Committee, the House Intel Committee, I think is where that was leaked through. Right. And that is the, uh, the the chair of the Intel Committee is Adam Schiff, who for three years had so much proof that there was collusion in the 2016 election and President Trump was part of it but never produced it. The same guy that read the fake transcript, I mean, he's really an honest guy, uh, that read the transcript that was totally false because the president released it. I mean, uh, so again, uh, I consider the source. Think about what the Russians want to do. The Russians want to spread doubt about our, our government and stuff. And they could say anything to try and get somebody to pick up on it and do it, whether it's true or not. Their goal is to undermine our republic. And if we first take that... So we know that to be true. We know that to be true. So they're going to say stuff that are going to try and divide us. Including (laughs) urging (laughs) Bernie Sanders to get elected. Yeah. And And supporting the president. Yes. So so I I think one is probably as ridiculous as the other. But is Russia supporting Sanders and fomenting division and uh, supporting Trump? They're fomenting division by by putting these things out there, whether they're true or not and who they support. But Russia is doing that, so that's... that's They've been trying to get at us for years, and, and... uh, you know, I don't think they're going to try and they're gonna stop trying to do that because they they don't like America. They don't like what we stand for. But uh, again, if I, you know, if, if you're a foreign government, you want to try and influence a, a free society, you cast doubt on on their leaders and who they are. And I think that's what Russia is doing. What should we do now that we know that and, and you're here to tell us that it's true? What should I do? What should Joe do? What's the president doing? Well, first, well, I, I think there's, I think there's a lot of first. things. I, I think there's a lot of things that the administration is doing, and I, I want, I'm going to start there because uh, one is natural gas development, energy development, energy independence. If we want to stop Russia from doing this, we need to bankrupt them. Whose policies best fit that? Bernie Sanders and, and, and uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, who want to ban a whole sector of energy that's made us energy independent. That certainly does not help. That helps Russia because then our allies buy more of their gas. So one thing we have to do is make sure that we keep all of the above energy um, philosophy in the United States and continue to develop natural gas and oil and solar and all those things. But don't ban one whole kind of, uh, of energy development because that will help the Russians. What should I do? What should and, I do about And, and uh, what, what should people do? One is they should consider the source and, and take a look at all the information. And if they don't know something that's, that's factual, and what should you do as, as, as a person that's in the media? Make sure that things are verified from sources and everything else before you start repeating them. I mean, that's really... And as individuals, don't repeat something just because somebody said that. 
Okay, let's take a, a, a little bit of a twist here and talk about health care for a minute. The president has said all along he has a health care plan, and he's not going to disclose it until this time, and now he says he's not going to disclose it until after the election. Does he actually have a health care plan? Have you seen it? Does it include pre-existing conditions and some of the other things that in Obamacare that we thought were worth keeping? Well, the first thing I would like to say about everything uh, – Everybody, I don't care whether it's the Democrat, Republican, or Independents, uh, everybody that's that's I've talked to, pre-existing conditions are one thing that we're going to protect, okay? So I don't want, you know, it's always, you know, people trying to score political points saying, oh, this person wants to get rid of pre-existing conditions. That, that is just totally false. Um, everybody wants to make sure people with pre-existing conditions don't lose that coverage, okay? Will it be affordable coverage, though? Well, I, th- I think the things you need to look at in some of the plans, and, and any plan has to contain transparency, competition, and and, and when you look at those things, uh, there, there's, there's a bunch of things that have been talked about as far as allowing smaller employees together in, in pools, uh, uh, allowing contributions to be made so somebody can purchase. Maybe you're a small company that can't afford to pay the whole bill, but you could, you could put into a, a, flex, or a health savings account money that the person could tax-free buy their own coverage, selling coverage across state lines. So there's a lot of things that have been, that have been talked about and we're working on. And, and in fact, on, on one thing that's that it's very unaffordable is prescription drugs. And we actually have a bill, H.R. 19, uh, contains many, many bipartisan things in it that's sitting there waiting to go. It's not, I know, I know the Democrats are going to point to H.R. 3. H.R. 3 is simply a bill where one person who's the secretary, uh, you know, of, um, of human services, and, and they're going to determine which drugs fall into this price-setting scheme. Again, competition, transparency, uh, on prescription drugs, patent reform, a whole bunch of other things that can happen to help uh, lower the price of prescription drugs. And I, I know the president's already done some things through executive order to do some of those things, but we do need to pass some legislation that needs to happen. All right, we got U.S. Congressman Fred Keller here, 12th District. This is a stop as he visits the constituents in PA-12, as he calls them. Uh, he is seeking re-election. This is not a re-election stop, but a resourceful person would find his name on the spring primary ballot on April 28th and on the fall ballot. So uh, now you know uh, some good information about the election this year. We'll be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. Uh, Mike, you have a question for U.S. Congressman Fred Keller. 
Yes, I do. Uh, Congressman, uh, I'm concerned about the integrity of our election process in November. And the reason I say that is because I believe there is a relationship between uh, politics and high technology where I envision that it's going to be possible for people to go through these dormitories on our college campuses with an iPad in hand and basically offer a a ballot application, a uh, absentee ballot application to students to really crank up the uh, output of uh, votes coming in from the uh, colleges. And as you know, uh, President Trump really only won Pennsylvania. Can we, can we get to the question? Right we're, we're trying to get with questions, not got comments or okay, statements. Okay, I'm sorry. What's... Okay, the question I'm uh, asking is, does the Republican Party have a plan in place to try to equal the Democrat strategy of ballot harvesting in November? Okay, there's right, your question. Yeah, the question. congressman will answer. Well, well, again, uh, a lot of what we do is 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 outreach and making sure people are informed of what's happening. As far as election security, of course, the state runs that. I know Pennsylvania just passed some laws this year regarding elections and campaigns. I think it's 15 days now for an absentee ballot. So some things have have changed in Pennsylvania. Uh, One thing to remember is our our elections, our our voting machines aren't hooked up to the Internet. I mean, they're individual machines. The the votes are tallied at the polling places. Um, But, you know, there's going to be a big push from outside money, and there are he has uh, coming into the area trying to gather information and getting people registered to vote. I always appreciate people participating, and we're having as much outreach as anybody else. I think all parties are, are, are doing outreach on registering voters. Joe, one of the questions. All right. Does the congressman support Medicare for all, or does he support the current system which rewards insurance company and pharmaceutical CEOs while denying health care to people who can't afford it? There's a loaded question, Fred. Well, uh, first thing I, w- I would like to say is that there are some things that we need to do to fix health care, and I think we talked a little bit about them a few minutes ago. As far as Medicare for all, Medicare is for seniors. Medicare is something that people pay into as they work. If you look at your check, it's deducted on it. What Democrats are talking about and the people that are pushing Medicare for all is actually Medicaid for all. And we know that Medicaid reimbursement rates are much lower than private insurance rates. And uh, when you turn over all of your health care to the government, you can only see what happens from history in places where that's happened. And you can go over to England with Charlie Gard and Alfie Evans, which are two two young, uh, one, one a toddler, one an infant, where the where the parents were told, even though I think it was uh, Charlie Gard could have come and could, could have come to the United States, was told, no, you've got to connect your, your child or disconnect your child from life support. The doctors went to the court. The court told the parents they had to do that. And the child was not allowed to come to the United States for care. But we can do better on paying for health care one way or another. Right? Yeah, but you, you look at the trillions of dollars. But the thing is, the thing I think is, don't turn it over to the government because once you do that, the government's going to do determine who lives and who doesn't, as it did in the U.K. I have personal experience with that because had I lived in, when, when my son Freddie was sick when he was three years old, we were told he wasn't going to live, and we were told disconnected from life support by the doctors. We did not, okay? But in the U.K., we probably would have been ordered by a court to do that. The government would have told us to do that because we li- we're in here in America. My son's alive, and he's, he'll be 29 years old this year. But the whole point is, do we need to do things to make sure there's transparency, there's competition, and people aren't taking advantage of the insurance companies or whomever aren't taking advantage of the, the consumers? Absolutely. That's where the government's responsibility is to make sure everybody's playing fairly by the rules, not taking over a whole private sector entity. One of our other emailers says, I would like Congressman Keller to explain the proposed federal budget cuts and the impact it will have on our district. 
Well, the the proposed budget cuts, and again, looking at the president's budget and what was been proposed, and it's like anything else that we did in Harrisburg, you get the budget, that's the first go-around. There's going to be a lot of hearings, there's going to be a lot of meetings, and there's going to be a lot of negotiation that happens for this final budget. And I want to want to caution everybody, and, and again, in some areas, just because somebody didn't get as much of an increase as they want doesn't mean that's a cut. It could be, you know, if somebody's asking, say they're, say they're getting a million dollars this year, they're asking for a million and a half, and they get 1.1 million. That's not a cut. It's just not as much as they would have liked to have gotten. So the thing we need to look at is we need to take a look at this. That's a starting point. And for everybody to come out and, and be be that critical of a budget when we're in the in the beginning stages of it, I think y- you need to let, make sure that we start having those hearings and negotiations. One of our listeners agrees with me, wants cuts in the budget for NPR and for the left-leaning colleges. Well, I, I think the, the thing you need to look at, and when you talk about the colleges and, and what's happening, because you can read the news stories where, where speech is getting silenced at the universities, uh, that is wrong. And, and if that happens, I, I don't think that the government should be supporting it. But likewise, we have a voice as individuals, too. If there are colleges that we know that are doing that, uh, you know, as far as who we donate, we can choose, choose not to donate that, not to send our kids there, if we don't think that they're, uh, they're being fair with free speech and so on. Okay, one of our other emailers says about the president, you say the president has the final say, his decision on basically all areas. My issue is he has purged countless very well-qualified advisors, military intelligence, economic, legal, on and on. His replacements at times seem less than qualified in the same area. His intelligent replacement last week from the German embassy has no background in a very complex, detailed area. Just one example, signed by Dick. Well, again, I said the people that work in the president's administration, uh, you know, he does have he does have the authority to appoint. I mean, they serve at the will of the president, whether it's President Obama, whether it's President Trump. And, and, you know, I don't know that uh, and I've never done this called into question any of President President Obama's appointees and whether I felt they were qualified or not. Many of these cabinet secretaries and so forth. Now, these people don't don't need confirmation. But again, uh, I'm not going to I'm not going to be. trying to tear down people that that the president is putting in place to do his job. If you don't like the people the president is putting in place to do do those jobs, then you vote for another person. I know, Fred, you have to be out of here at 9 o'clock because you have a busy day scheduled. But And we've grilled you unmercifully about all the things that our listeners or Mark and I wanted to find out about. What do you want to tell us? What's Fred Keller hoping to achieve, uh, assuming you are reelected? And at the moment, you don't have an opponent, do you? He does. Oh, do you? Okay. Well, well the thing well, is... Well, there's we, somebody we, on the ballot. Okay. We, 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 don't, there's, we, we don't have anybody in the primary. And, you know, again, we're not focused on, on that, that kind of thing. We're focused on representing the people of PA-12. Okay. Uh, so, people of PA-12 are outstanding, uh, hardworking. And you mentioned the, the rest of our day. We've got a lot of work planned for today and, and many visits with constituents and... and um, so looking at the work we're doing, uh, we, we hope one, one of the things we want to do is we want to look at the prescription drugs. We need to do that. We're also looking at how we care for our veterans and make sure that we continue to improve the care our veterans get. We also need to look at energy development. And, you know, because in PA-12, on any given day, 10 percent, up to 10 percent of the nation's natural gas comes out of PA-12. So we got to look at that. we got to look at agriculture. Uh, you know, so these trade deals are important. Uh, broadband Internet access is a part of infrastructure. So when we look at infrastructure, 
infrastructure. There's a lot of things we got to work on, but the reason we got to do it is because the people of PA-12 deserve that representation, and they are outstanding people that live all across the district. Congressman Fred Keller, thank you so much for taking the time to come in with us this morning. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you, listeners. We don't have to tell you what that music means. Thank you so much for coming back. Come back and visit. Uh, as uh, Joe mentioned, U.S. Congressman Fred Keller in our studios. Uh, we're going to enjoy open phones after CBS News and local news headlines on WDKOK Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome back. WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show On the Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe McGranahan is still with us. And we Where would I go? Well, the congressman <laughs> left, but you're still here. On the other side of the glass, Rob Center is going to be here all week, so please uh, put some tips in his jar. He would very much appreciate that. Uh, on the mark is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. You can check them out at sunburymotors.com. Our toll-free line is open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. You can do as a half a dozen folks have done and email us at onthemarket.com. Even though the congressman has left the building, uh, we are going to ask uh, talk about those uh, questions on the air. Uh, you can text us at 70236. That's our text connect system that we use to notify individuals in the event of breaking national or local news, closed roads, or uh, national weather service warnings. And so we invite you to please uh, use that system uh, to uh, notify us about anything. It's two-way communications, and we keep you informed about uh, news that's happening uh, in the world. Let's do some very brief news headlines here. A group of homes was damaged by a fire this morning in Shemokin. The fire broke out at around 4 a.m. According to Northumberland County Communications, Route 225 Bear Avenue is closed and 146 PPO customers there don't have power. Uh, they tell us numerous volunteer firefighting crews from around the region converged on that fire. It is now under control. Dispatchers tell us they haven't heard of any injuries at the scene. The Row House fire in Shemokin was reported by numerous 911 calls early this morning. Hundreds of Penn State students have raised almost $11.7 million, million for pediatric cancer patients in the annual 46-hour dance marathon known as THON. It's $11,696,942.38 was announced Sunday afternoon at the conclusion of the Penn State Intrafraternity Council Penn Hellenic Dance Marathon and is billed as the world's largest student-run philanthropy in the world. For President Donald Trump, it appears that America First slogan also applies to the Oscars. Trump went on a terror Friday against Hollywood during a campaign appearance in Colorado. He complained about how the South Korean movie Parasite won the Academy Award for Best Picture, the first time a non-English language film has done that. Trump didn't pan the movie himself, but griped that a South Korean movie had won. He also quipped that Brad Pitt, who had remarked at the Oscars that the 45-second producers gave him is less than John Bolton was given to testify in front of the U.S. Senate. Trump declared that he was never a fan of Brad Pitt. 
And Bernie Sanders commanding Nevada caucus victory has made him the top target for his Democratic rivals in the Vermont senator is a growing source of anxiety for establishment Democrats, worried that the nomination of a self-avowed Democratic socialist could cost the party the White House. Sanders' win in Nevada solidified his front-runner status in the crowded field as the race turns to next Saturday's presidential primary in South Carolina. That's where his moderate opponents will scramble to try to blunt the Vermont senator's momentum. Just three days after the contest, 14 states vote on Super Tuesday, March 3rd, when one-third of the delegates are awarded in one day. So... Those are the news headlines. We have open phones right now, so call us immediately if you'd like to comment about uh, the answers that you heard from U.S. Uh, Congressman Fred Keller of the 12th District. And if you have any questions or remarks about uh, sort of any of these national topics that we're talking about, the national election or President uh, Trump's uh, divisive tweets, uh, please give us a buzz, 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemark at wkok.com, and you can text us at 70236. One of our liberal, um, and I'm assuming she's liberal, uh, emailer says, I can't believe this guy is a congressman. Let's <laughs> stop and think for a minute. You know, Congressman Keller represents a district that is heavily conservative. Why would you expect that a heavily conservative district would elect a liberal congressman or someone who espouses liberal ideas or liberal goals or the liberal agenda? I'm not sure it's that. What? I think it's other things about him. It just maybe his answer or demeanor or his Well, Fred's demeanor couldn't be any or his business couldn't experience. Couldn't be any better. Fred Fred will sit down and talk to you all day long if he has the time about how you feel. He will listen to what you have to say. You know, he will take into consideration your opinions. I've known this guy for a long time. I work with him very closely. He's a good man. He cares about the people of this district. He he cares about doing his job and doing it to the best of his ability, and he cares about actually representing the people who sent him there and trying to achieve for them the goals and aspirations they've expressed to him. Now, how does that make him a bad congressman? I didn't say it did. Okay. One of our listeners is in this. Oh, this is the one of those subject line ones. You have to expand this. <laughs> right. There you go. Yeah, please, uh, when you send us an email, don't make the subject the content. <laughs> <laughs> our emailers masks the top of the email. And it's hard for us to read. So, But he says, why isn't the $877 billion Trump received in tax breaks and subsidies to build his real estate empire socialism. Well, that's corporate welfare. Who it's, knows? It's, in you know, capitalism, you have welfare. Trump and it's got eight hundred seventy-seven billion dollars. Come on, where's that from? I haven't seen that anywhere. So, okay. All right. Representative Keller didn't directly answer the health care question. He just made a statement about pre-existing conditions. Does President Trump have a health care plan? Please answer directly instead of dancing around the question. I'll be honest with you. Uh, I don't think the president has a health care plan. He does. He, he does. He, he says he, he does. Right. He's going to unveil it after the election. But, you know, why then? He said he was going to unveil it after the first of the year, after impeachment was out of the way. Impeachment's out of the know. way. Now it's after the election. That's November. Can we wait that long? If health care is a serious issue and the president has a plan, let's get it out there now. And I think that that our members of Congress, our representatives, should put his feet to the fire and get him to release his plan I don't know. I think so that, we can get it out there and see what it is. But we're going to be asked to, to vote. Let's say Bernie Sanders winds up with the Democratic nomination. We're going to be asked to vote on whether or not we support a guy who favors Medicare for all at a tremendous cost or a president who says he has a plan but isn't going to release it to last 
after the election. One of the first rules of politics is you can't fight something with nothing. If the president has a plan, he owes it to the American people to put it out there now so that we can evaluate it and suggest any changes we might feel are necessary. Am I wrong on that? It's the democratic process. People will vote for whomever they want. Well, I know that. We're not going to hold a gun to their back and say, vote for this guy or vote for (laughs) that guy. Well, you never know. I think the Republicans (laughs) will try anything at this point. Oh, come on. Uh, let's see. Well, we read that one. Oh, did we? Yes, I just read that one. And then one. the next okay. there we go. You say that the president has the final say. Well, I, we asked him that question, and he pointed out, this is the one, uh, and this is an interesting issue. He said, my issue is that the president has perched countless very well-qualified advisors, military, intelligence, economic, legal, on and on. His replacements at times seem less than qualified in the same area. His intelligence replacement last week from the German embassy has no background in a very complex, detailed <laughs> area. Just one example. Let me say this. Uh, I know many people who are very good managers, and they're good managers. That doesn't mean that they can't learn something new or they can't move into a situation, look at it, and determine what needs to be done. Think of the smart people in this building that moved into sales that were eggheads or technical or something else. Well, yeah. I mean, a lot of people do that. I've seen people move from one industry to another uh, Uh, that are completely unrelated and have demonstrated their ability to manage a problem. Now, these people are hired by the president to manage a specific area. They're not... I mean, this guy's going to be sitting there making up the things the president hears. He's going to be the gatekeeper that makes sure that the process that got them to the president's desk is fair. Well, it'll be implementing the president's policies as handed down. To him, you don't have to. The president doesn't have too many intelligence policies. The way the president runs things, I could run the U.S. intelligence department because the president will tell me what to do. <laughs> well, and I think that's you know, I, I, it doesn't. I, I saw that last week, and I thought, well, that's not a big controversy because the president hires and promotes only absolute, positively, fiercely loyal people who are going to do exactly what he wants, exactly the way he wants it done, and in that particular position, he. he He's not the decider of things. He's the implementer of the president's policy. Name me a president who has gone out of his way to hire people who violently disagree with him on every issue possible to positions of importance. (laughs) President Obama probably. No, I don't don't think so. But, I mean, let's face it. The president has a right to advance his agenda, and he needs people who are on board with that agenda in order to advance it. Uh, One of our other uh, listeners who signed her name, Melissa. She's one of the smartest women in the world. She says, I have a friend who works full time for a major retailer. She qualifies for and depends on SNAP benefits to feed her kids. Mr. Keller, if someone works full-time, shouldn't they make enough money to house and feed their family? Aren't the SNAP, WIC, and Section 8 benefits used by my... <laughs> WIC. WIC. I know. Come on, Joe. But it's WIC. No. Uh, WIC. And Section 8 benefits used by my friend and her co-workers actually a subsidy to the retailer and its billionaire owners. Says Melissa. All right, we'll forward that to the congressman. Yeah, we will. It's not a Facebook question. It's a good question. Uh, and I think it may relate to the minimum wage as well, so... I think uh, that that's a factor there. Well, the question would be, what does her friend do uh, if she works for a major retailer? You know, we've had this discussion before about what should and what shouldn't qualify you for more significantly larger amounts of money in your paycheck. 
1-800-795-9565 is our telephone. Jeez, no sooner do they say that, they all light up at the same time. All right. Uh, uh, we didn't read the top one, and then that'll take care of our Facebook question. Yes, I would like to know if Congressman Keller believes, like I do, that most of the MSM news outlets, mainstream media news outlets, have been reduced to essentially being the propaganda arm of the Democratic Party. And I'd also like to know if he thinks recent Chris Matthews' behavior is symptomatic of the mainstream media losing their minds. What's Chris Matthews been doing lately? I don't know. Uh, he related to Bernie Sanders' campaign uh, momentum to similar to the Nazi takeover of France. Really? And he was more elaborative about it, but that's what he said. He said they were so surprised to see that they just came marching into, let's say, Nevada and took over and then uh, were in charge. So he's that. basically comparing Bernie Sanders to the Nazis. Well, he's, the, he's no, he's taking oh no, not at all. He's taking he's relating the uh, surprise victory and the rapid takeover of the Nevada primary to uh, the Nazi takeover of France. Listen, n- the Nazis are bad uses of metaphor under any circumstance. So you know, he needs to come up with a better uh, idea. Dale, th- I'm sorry we did not get to your question while the congressman was here. We got to as many as we could. Uh, what was your remark then and what would you like to say now well he's all, i just want to tell him he's all on board with crony capitalism because <clears throat> you see where the working class the private sector working class and, and their retirees are losing their uh you know they're losing their uh entitlements and the majority of the work uh employment class is state and federal workers so they're the ones getting all the entitlements now and they're getting real aggressive so he's all on board with crony capitalism well and who, the president or the congressman you gotta hit, him, you gotta hit Fred with questions like that because when i talk about the scale the symbol of the scale is between the people and government and right now the scale is just tipped so bad it's sickening and i mean if somebody can come up with a straight answer like that to him because they're they're so aggressive right now these State and federal workers that you know they're they don't even work and they're just get, we're treating them better than we treat our seniors where our seniors worked 60 years to build this country and now these state and federal workers are just they want off every day they want off flowers day they want off butterfly day they want off everything and they want top of the line benefits and retention so i think fred's all on board with crony capitalism all right. Well, he's definitely on board with capitalism. No argument there. All right. Thank you. So, when, when the majority gotcha. of the working class, and the percentage-wise, goes to state and federal workers, that's, that's bad. All right. We got you. Thank you Thank so you, much. Uh, Dale, last caller before a quickie break. You're on the mark. Dan. Or Dan, I'm hey, sorry. Hey, good morning, fellas. Well, that, that's a temporary position, that intelligent officer that they're complaining about. That's not going to be permanent. Trump will make the decision later on who he wants full-time in there. Oh, that's right. It's but, just a temp. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah he's not yeah, on the list of finalists. Or so they go, they right away, they want to find fault with Trump. But anyway, the way I look at Fred Keller and Trump, they're CCC, common, I said CSC, common sense conservatives. <laughs> you know, and that's how I look at it. Most of us out here, we're common sense conservative. We're not off the deep end of anything. 
And I think that's why Fred Keller's so popular, and he's doing a great job. <laughs> and I know of some I, conservatives who are a little over the deep end, a little off the deep what, what What's the proper word? They jump in the deep end or over the deep end? They jump in, in the over deep. their heads? Yeah, there we go. Thank you. I don't, <laughs> well, I, don't, no, really. I don't see how. I don't get that part where they call, there, some people call people like me a far right wing. Well, we're far from the right wing. We're right... We're right in the middle. Oh, Dan, I I hate to argue with you, my buddy, but you are on the right wing. (laughs) No, Trump's not on the right wing. He's in the (laughs) common sense conservative. And you talk about health care. I know Trump has a plan. I'd never doubt his word. He never left us down yet. But here's... Well, then why doesn't he put it out there, Dan? Why doesn't he put it out there so we can look at it? Just so so that that Congress don't go crazy and tear it apart and, you know, complain and complain and complain. Wait, wait, stop and think about that for a minute. If if that's going to happen, it'll happen whenever he puts it out. But if he puts it out now ahead of the election, at least we have some idea of what it is he's proposing and whether or not we like it. Hopefully, 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 hopefully we get rid of that left group that's in the Congress now off their rockers. Anything they want to do is get rid of Trump. But talking about health care, Joe, the best health care I ever had, the greatest in the world, was when I was working over at Kramer. And... Well, I had to, I didn't pay anything out of pocket when I went to the dentist, the doctor, or I or for eye coverage. That was better than my Medicare. They talk about Medicare for all. I'm paying more out of pocket now for my Medicare, for dental insurance, and also I'm paying co-pays when I go to the doctor or go wherever. So my best coverage was when I was working. I had great coverage. No complaints whatsoever. So, you know, right, we should have never changed what we were doing. We should have never went to, quote, Obamacare. All right, we what we got had you. was a great system. Nobody I ever knew poor. The poorest of the poor were ever turned away from the hospital. I know people that got open heart surgery. They didn't have a nickel, not a nickel in the bank. And they got complete open heart surgery recovery. And what happened, some... I don't know if some government group or philanthropist paid for their hospital, but they never got billed a penny. Well, the government didn't pay for it. They may not have paid it. The hospital may have forgiven it if they're if they're ultra yeah, poor. All right, we got to move on. We got to stop, Dan. Stop, 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 stop. We got to move on. Thank okay, you so have much. Have a great one, guys. Good talking. Yeah, do appreciate it, Dan. Thank you so much for checking in. We'll be right back. And but for, before we do that, I want to tell you about something very important. It's the Sunbury Motor Company. It's our sponsor of the On the Mark program since its inception back 
back in 2007. We appreciate them being on board for over 12 years. The Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealerships, and they've been around a long time, too, since 1915. So you just can't get more experience than that. Then you'll get to enjoy that on 4th Street in Sunbury and Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf at the Kia dealership. They invite you to visit the Quick Lane on North 4th Street in Sunbury, where they specialize in all types of service on vehicles, state inspections, nitrogen for tires. They'll pump you up. Uh, they are open Monday through Friday, 6.30 a.m. to 6 p.m. and Saturday, 6.30 to 2. You can find them on the web at sunburymotors.com. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Sunbury Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. We've got a bunch of emails and texts stacked up. We're going to read those on the radio. But we would love telephone callers. It's the WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show. I'm Mark Lawrence, very poor host of the show. I'm not even a good Democrat, but uh, I do what I can. <laughs> and Mr. Rob Centers, our fabulous producer, <laughs> and Joe McGranahan uh, makes a wonderful co-host. He's a great uh, foil, and he's a super-duper reader. So we'd like you to get involved. one 800 is our telephone number. That's one 800 795 Joe, read them away. Okay. Bernie is no democratic socialist. He's a full-blown communist. All right. Well, what one. do you think of that? Uh, oh, the, I don't know. He's, you know, as, when he gets to Washington, he's going to say to the Republican Senate, okay, I'd like to do my socialistic policies now. Yeah, and and they're going to say, fly. oh, absolutely, please. <laughs> Just whatever it is, we'll rubber stamp it. Uh, the Russians have been interfering in our elections for decades. Anyone that says that's not so needs to be, remove their head from a dark place. If they interfered in 2016, where was the Obama administration? Oh, that's right. They were busy spying on Trump's campaign instead of stopping the Russians. And then a final one says, Medicaid for all is unaffordable. If implemented, the death panels will have control, and the elderly are in deep trouble at that point. Okay? So those are the texts. Oh, those are all of them. That's okay. all of them. Yes, all I right. read them all. One of our listeners says, uh, Congressman Keller's unqualified, to which I say why, and then she said in reply. She said in reply, when Fred says he is meeting with constituents, he means he is meeting with businesses, frackers, farmers, factory owners. Ask him when he will hold some real town hall meetings and hear from workers without their bosses present and real people. And Joe, if someone works full time, it doesn't matter what they're doing, whether the worker is sweeping the floor or unloading trucks or answering phones, full-time work deserves a living wage. So in other words, what you are paid should have nothing to do with what you bring to the table. 
Uh, now, Joe, don't don't do the uh, the the Trumpian reply. That's not, not a what Trumpian is a living reply. wage? So, so what we say? Like, could you live on thirty grand or a year around here as an individual? Individually, probably so. Okay, so you'd you'd still qualify for some subsidized health insurance, probably. Well, uh, if we do that, if we raise the minimum wage to a, a livable wage, and as defined by you and other liberals, do we then cut all of the social programs that we have in place and save that money? Oh, you, they would have less usage. Well, they'd have no usage if everybody had a living wage, wouldn't they? Well, I'm, I don't know what you're asking, but in any event... I'm asking. That's a I very simple could, question, and you should be able to understand it. I don't get it, Joe. Your, your mind works in mysterious <laughs> no, ways. Come on. If we pay everybody a living wage, what need is there for social programs that support things like SNAP and... Well, if everybody everybody's got a living wage. Grand or, uh, I suppose, you, you wouldn't need SNAP or WIC or all those things. But WIC is a program that helps families on the margin just because you have 40 grand coming in doesn't mean you can okay well, make let me ask you this it question. sort of depends on how you're living where you're living how many kids the and living so on. wage I'm working and I'm doing one of these jobs that our emailer talks about I'm sweeping the floors or something and I've got three dependents does that mean I should get more because I've got three dependents or is it just a living wage for me or are we obligated to take on the whole family Who's we? <laughs> we, the taxpayers. I'm just curious. Well, I th- that's what we do now. We help families on the margin. Well, that's what the other programs are for. But if we're paying a living wage, we don't have those programs anymore, do we? <laughs> I don't know, Joe. <laughs> <You're>, <laughs> yeah, you laugh at me if you will, but this is a serious question. I don't know if we, <laughs> if we have to get rid of those programs or not. Well, why it, would it we need them? It just depends for, on everybody's situation and precisely what they're doing. All right. Another emailer says, gentlemen, thank you for having Fred on. Less than 30 minutes, it's hard to answer the deeper questions you asked. Moving on, he ran on the Republican Party ticket. That means he will listen to all, but he understands the bottom line is he has the same values as the people that elected him. In the answer to, on the W. Wick program, I'm very conservative, but I do believe that Wick should be given to women and children no matter what their income for free. We waste so much. We need to allow some things for free to take care of what we should would waste. Well, wow. that's an interesting point. Super email. Thank you. Yeah, and that's what I was attempting to allude to a little bit, is that just because you're, if you have six kids and you're, well, never mind, if you have a couple of kids and, uh, you know, this idea of helping people with WIC is, uh, WIC reaches way down into upper levels. I know when I first got married, uh, I qualified for WIC. Now, we did not use it, but we happened to know, you know, through other individuals that with the income we had at the time as we were starting out family, uh, we qualified. So, okay. And then, uh, boy, they're piling up here. The emails are coming in faster than we can read them, and so are the texts. Let's uh, take a break and get some phone Phone calls. calls. Yes, we'd like some phone calls, please. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. That's 1-800-795-9565. I think we're current on texts. We just got a stack of emails. We'll read those on the radio. But call us now if you'd like to weigh in on this important topic. Four open lines, no waiting. So as soon as this uh, quickie break is done, you'll be on the radio. 1-800-795-9565. That's 1-800-795-9565. 
When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show. On the mark, Joe, resume. Well, I think it's interesting. One of our emailers who was asking us those questions and the one who thought that Fred was unqualified to be a congressman said, uh, in response to the discussion we just had, that now I understand why I stopped listening to the program. <laughs> yeah, That's what's wrong with the country today, that, you know, you automatically, if I disagree with you, therefore you are insane, you are crazy, you don't know what you're talking about. I'm willing to concede there are valid arguments on both sides of these issues. It's but not some of, some of these people won't concede that. They just say, oh, well, I don't want to hear what you're saying. I'm going to hang up on you because you're not saying something I agree with. No, it's not that at all. It's just that oh, it's not a it good is. show. No, it is a good show. We have thousands <laughs> upon thousands of listeners. It is not a good show. You know, you are certainly a highly informed conservative. As I've tried to make clear in my introductions, I'm not a good Democrat, so I'm not ultra-informed. I'm not retired. I don't have all day to, you're to actually, research. You're actually Uriah Heap. You are well-informed, and you're an intelligent human <laughs> being. <from> hell. Okay, <laughs> gotcha. But in any event. So, but if you are, but, you know, if you're like her or the uh, Melissa woman or the, the other third smartest woman in the world, I think Ellen is her first name, um, or or Chris, or Than, or any of these, you know, super informed liberal listeners that are out there, I can't represent them, and so they don't find the show interesting because I'm not able to, you know, go toe-to-toe with a Fred Keller for very long. You know, I I just, uh, if if Fred's here, I just tell him the things that I have concerned about, like the device of tweets that he sends out. Not Fred, the president. Both. both. Fred sends out the device of tweets? Yeah, he's he's part and parcel of the... on Twitter, so I don't thing. know. Yeah, so they do the same thing. But in any event, I just don't think it's idea that you should use your official Twitter account to criticize people on the left. And I'm on the left, and so you're criticizing me. Now, Fred says he was actually talking about Bernie Sanders. But in any event, uh, th- that I don't think your official Twitter account, that that's what it's for. Uh, what Fred uses most of his Twitter, Twitter account for is to talk about going to see the Boy Scouts and farmers and frackers and companies and whatever well, he else he's block doing. You. I mean, where I have a problem with these accounts is if they block you from responding with your own opinions. Mm -hmm. If they're going to send out their opinions, they have an obligation to accept yours. I mean, even though I may disagree with our emailer who says she remembers now why she stopped listening to (laughs) us, I'm not going to tell her she's wrong. I'm just going to tell her I disagree. Well, it's not about disagreement. It's just about not being a good show. Okay. That's what you think. I disagree. And we don't put that in the promos. This hey, we is, don't have a good show today we have because a good Mark's show uninformed. Every day. And Joe's been, <laughs> has uh, Fox funneled into his ear all day. Except I don't watch much Fox. I'm I spend more time with CNN. That. But still, right. you sound just like him. Well, you know, I, I, I like to hear 
all viewpoints. I don't need. I watch MSNBC in some mornings. I strongly disagree with Joe Scarborough and his liberal friends, but I need to hear what they're saying. I need to think that my own thinking can be challenged successfully it's once like in me. a while. It's like me listening to Rush. You got to know <laughs> what they're up, what you're up against. Well, I don't listen to Rush Limbaugh. Maybe I should. Maybe I'm not well, conservative we took him enough. On. He's gone. Sorry, you. Oh, he's gone. Too late. Oh, all right. He's off the air. Yeah, WMLP. We sold. Oh, yeah. I know that. Sold. It's gone. Right. Yep. Okay. Uh, one of our emailers says Trump promised a health care plan after his first campaign, too. Been waiting for a Republican plan since 2008. Trump promised a tax release, too, until he actually got elected. He also promised an infrastructure bill his first month. Oh, and he promised that Mexico would pay for it. I mean, uh, Not for the infrastructure bill, the wall. No, the wall. I mean, he yes, he's promised quite a few things he's been unable to deliver. Waiting, waiting, waiting. You haven't caught on yet? He promised no golf, too. Har, har. <laughs> <laughs> no golf. He is golfing. But yeah. you have a clipping there. Read the first line of that clipping. We don't have to get too far yeah. into it. President Barack Obama's family travels cost the U.S. a total of $114 million during his presidency. According to documents obtained by Judicial Watch, a conservative legal group, this, by the way, is a story from Newsweek, President Donald Trump has so far cost taxpayers only $10 million. Judicial Watch obtained the expense documents from the U.S. Air Force and the Secret Service through a Freedom of Information Act request and two FOIA lawsuits. They represent the known total so far. There could be more Obama administration travel expenses revealed in the future. So, so is that I mean, that's an argument? The president's bankrupting us with his golf trips, where Obama has spent. Uh, but that's not right. The president has cost us more than ten million dollars on all of his trips down south. Travels, er, travels. Okay, not so not ho- just going to Florida. Well, I guess that is the travel, the cost of the plane, and the, the you know, someone well, no, pays. Then there's a mistake because the president goes down to Florida, and he has every right to do so. And I hope we continue to pay for it and pay for his protection when he does so to go to Florida to his, you know, every other weekend. It, it's got to be more than ten million dollars. President Obama hardly traveled anywhere. I know every once in a while. I think in the summer they went to Martha's Vineyard or Hawaii or something or Colorado. I don't even remember. Trips to Hawaii are more expensive than trips to Florida. Are they? Yes. Wow. Oh, thank you. I hate to See, tell I'm you a that. I'm a Democrat. I could have never figured that out. Well, you know, Democrats are big at spending other people's money. Are we now? Yeah, <laughs> I'm hand, only kidding. Hand me some. I'm getting peckish okay. here. Going out to the machines. One of our uh, writers, E.B., says, I have three questions for Fred Keller that I sincerely hope you will ask him. Unfortunately, uh, oh, these came in yesterday. Uh, we didn't get to this, I guess. I guess That's we too bad. The newest ones first. It didn't. It didn't show up. I'm sorry about that, E. B. We didn't get your questions in. Uh, his question: Where you used your social security or social media account to spread information during the impeachment hearings? Misinformation. Misinformation. Right during the impeachment hearings. Specifically, you said several times that it was a fact Ukraine didn't know military aid was being withheld. Major news outlets, including the New York Times and the Washington Post, have reported that Ukraine did know that aid was being withheld. Why did you feel it necessary? to spread fake news, and do you think that's acceptable behavior for a congressman? Except that the president of the Ukraine admitted that he didn't know it, and it was being withheld until it was, what, months later? Then they all of a sudden they realized it was, and they asked questions. See, oh, when the, news, when the newspaper article came out, there was a newspaper article that came out said it was being withheld. That's when they found out. Uh, number two, do you think it's okay for a sitting president to ask foreign countries to do things that could impact our election in his favor? And if not, then why should Trump not have been held accountable? And what, if anything, would cause you to abandon your blind support of Trump? Is there anything? 
Thank you. <laughs> I would I would answer no <laughs> to that one. I am permitted to do so. Dan, you get one minute of glory and fame. Go right ahead. Hey, hey, good morning again, fellas. You know I love your show. I love every caller, their opinions, and I think you're doing a great job, Mark. And I Thank wouldn't you. want to miss it. I Thank schedule you. my time around it so I don't miss it. I'd rather listen to you than even rush Limbaugh. Whoa. Yep. That's high compliment. And, and, yeah, uh, for you. You're you lucky. Know, <laughs> you talk about the president using names. Well, they call us Trump voters every name in the book. Boomer Rubes, deplorable, unredeemable, stinking Walmart shoppers which don't bother me one bit because it's just like pouring water on the duck's back. It just rolls right off. I think it's rather humorous that we're doing something right for our country is why they hate it, that America is on its way back through the old capitalist free enterprise Dong. system. Your <laughs> minute's up. Thank you. <laughs> yep, you guys <laughs> have care. a great one. Thank you, you too. too, Dan. Thank you so much yeah. for listening. One of our other emailers says, um, and I guess that this is... Um, this is uh, also this not new. Yeah, does do all right, do all right of you believe... Do, maybe he meant to say, do all of you on the right believe everything that the president says? Okay. And does this bother you? Uh, with all that our system of government is being completely wrecked by the fact that he's not take, asking for help from the Congress. Uh, we need some more prepositions in there. So yeah, send right. it back and we'll read it again. Yeah, I'm Thank sorry. You. That one didn't quite pass muster. Um, to On the Mark, the Russia investigation was legitimate, and this was confirmed by Judge Jackson, who did the stone sentencing. The witch hunt is the attack on the FBI by the president. McCabe was found that he did not break the law. Uh, I guess McCabe was found not to have broken the law would be a better way to say that. Not None of the investigations was leaked during the 2016 election. Page and Strzok were not guilty of any wrongdoing. They are not in jail. Only Trump people are in jail who lied protecting him. It is all in plain sight. The Trump election people met with the Russians. Stop listening to Hannity and Rush. They are spreading disinformation. Well, that's ignoring the fact that uh, Comey lied under oath, and so did uh, not Strzok, but who was the guy, the deputy director, that was just cleared? They decided not to press charges against him, but he was fired for lying. Um, no, I, I don't, don't remember, remember his name. All these names. Yeah, too many of them. Doesn't surprise me that you can't right. remember. We read this one, right? We read that one. Okay. And we have a call coming in, and I guess this is from the fellow who wrote the email we couldn't decipher. So, Than, you're on yeah, the mark. <laughs> I, I wasn't supposed to mail that in. I, I tried it. I have shakes. I can't really use a typewriter so i try to use uh voice to text and boy it decides to make up its own words quite often and that was not supposed to be mailed in it should have been uh canceled so question is do you believe everything the president says do i (laughs) you're asking us that question yeah, you right-wingers appear to all believe everything he says. Size of crowds, size of rallies. Russia will, I mean, uh, Mexico will pay for the wall. <clears throat> it's the Ukraine, not Russia, who's picking on us. And you believe all that stuff. Do you think that's wise? 
Who says we believe all of it? I think we listen well, to you it. Well, you right-wingers are just like uh, leftists. They all think the same. So if you like to rip babies out of uh, the arms of their mothers, be a right-winger. And you guys seem to put up with that pretty well. I think it was President do like Obama. Lumped, do you like being lumped in a group like that? I don't think we're lumping everybody in a group, but let's face it, the majority of people who believe what you stated are right-wing people, and the majority of people who believe what I state are left-wing people. Uh, Do you I disagree with that? Explain that, if you would. All I'm saying is that you, the the things you just said, you that you yeah. accuse right people, right wing people of believing, many right wing people do believe, and the things I state about left wing people, many of them actually do believe. That doesn't mean they all believe it. No one says everybody believes everything exactly the same, but the preponderance well, Fred, of those positions are on the left and the right. Fred and you lumped us all together as leftists. And you allowed a email unquestioned that said Bernie's not a socialist, he's a communist. Well, if you know what socialist is, communist is, democratic socialist, we're a this country is democratic socialist. Well, now you don't like Bernie you don't would be just going a little bit further for taking care of the residents. You don't like you don't like the fact that President Trump uh, supposedly colluded with the Russians in the last election. How do you feel about Bernie having honeymooned in Moscow? Oh, that just scares me to death. Anybody that might honeymoon someplace in the world and enjoy themselves. By the way, Bernie Sanders is a millionaire because he wrote books that were uh, very popular. Well, and it's not it, it's not that he suddenly has decided that millionaires are wonderful, he still understands you can be a wonderful millionaire or you can be somebody like Trump. <laughs> a not wonderful millionaire, is that what you're saying? Oh, well, yeah. I'm saying two things. One is, I'm sure he's not worth billions. And he's too much of a brat. Oh, now he must be, be. He must be worth billions because on the debate stage, uh, Elizabeth Warren said, "Do we really want to replace one arrogant billionaire with another one?" Well, I Elizabeth Warren one, believes he's a billionaire. One, uh, one. Uh, well, let's say he claims to be a billionaire, and I understand the impact of what she was saying. Do we want to have an oligarch? replacing an oligarch by the way just now an eagle flew right in front of my face but that's that's a whole <laughs> that's another story <laughs> yeah uh, I, I she was talking about who should be the head of the country and i'm sure she was saying that maybe it should be the voters and the candidates selling themselves rather than uh bloomberg is apparently quite a racist and quite a misogynist. I don't want him as president. I'd prefer him over Trump because I think he is a manager where Trump has proven that he's lost everything that he has tried to manage. All right. We got you. Thank you so much, Than. Okay. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Watch those and eagles. by the way, Mark, I think you're quite informed. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> it beats working, you know. All right. Thank you so much. Oh, we take a quickie break. Al standing by. We got an email. We got some text. So we're, everybody who wants to be on the radio is going to get their remarks read shortly.
When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. One of our texters says, Mark, Mark, Twitter is for free uh, for free speech. So are you saying Representative Keller loses his free speech when he became a congressman? Well, free speech, at least as long as the leftist Twitter platform allows you to express it, cross them and you get banned. Oh, I didn't and know that. Uh, one of our other emailers said that this show would be better with half the hosts. I assume they were talking about me departing. Or me. Well, either way. No, I think this particular uh, writer had me in mind. Uh, Let's see. Where are we going on with that? Are we taking phone calls? Let's do the call. Okay. Al, you're on the mark. Yeah, I believe what I see, not what I hear. Ah, very good, very good life choice. And and then you can can tribute things like uh, Mexico getting off the rear end and taking care of their borders. I think that's a little bit of a payback, like Trump said. It's costing them money, and it's saving us money. That's a positive. Mm-hmm. Did we reduce he, aid to Mexico? like that, where he's straightening out the trade deals. That's did, a positive. Did we reduce aid to Mexico? We had talked about that in order to make them pay for the wall. You know, whatever aid we give. That would be great. We cut out aid where people were not cooperating. So we did not do that, or we should? We did or we should? He's trying to get out of there. That's a positive. (laughs) Let's move on. Let's look at the positive stuff for a change. Okay. All right. <laughs> Thank you so much, Al. Thanks for calling in. All right, we yep. got we got open phones and uh, speedy dialers could get through one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. Dick says two things. Dan, great care at wood, uh, great care at wood mode. How did that work out for the company? I read after they closed that the health care insurance premiums were not being paid. Also, when your friend had open heart surgery back before Obamacare, the hospitals and insurance companies did plenty of cost shifting. And my guesses are they still are today. There is a bottom line to everything. In the end, someone is paying even for the free stuff. Would all your Medicare recipients, listeners, want to give up their government health care? That's a good question. It's a fair yeah. question, well, too. I, you need to know more about these cases, though. We, we only know that the fellow didn't, the lucky man didn't have to pay for it himself. But who did? And that's a big question. Well, and some, I mean, the hospital then had to raise charges for other things for to cover the cost. Right. Right. You know, so somebody have, somebody paid, 
But th- that's or the bottom line. Or contributions paid it too. I mean, we don't we don't know. You, you, S- somebody always has know. to pay. There is nothing that's free, <laughs> is there? There is such thing as a free ride somewhere. God's grace, but after that, I think everything oh. else has a cost. <laughs> well said. You were paying attention. <laughs> uh, question: Ask me. Do I believe everything President Trump says? Maybe some, maybe not all. A friend of mine once said, "When I don't like what I hear, I eat the meat and spew out the bones." <laughs> and I believe we could do that with every politician of either party. Hope that helps understand some of the right-wing people. Great show today. Now, that's balances out the lady who wants to get rid of me. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know that she wants to get rid of yes, you. Yes, I do. I think she wants to get rid of me because I'm not a good emails. Democrat. When I say I'm not a good Democrat, I'm not like a uh, Samantha Pearson who's very active in the Democratic Party and making sure that really important viewpoints get brought up and talked about. Or uh, Nicole Farragut was here, or Jordy Comas, or, or Chip Facka. These are people that really know their stuff and represent the Democratic Party super well. I don't do that. I just, I know what the other side is and try to talk about it as much as I can. Well, I think I don't think you're a far left liberal, and I don't think I'm a far right conservative. No, I and play I think a liberal are, on the radio. We are basically the perfect two people to do this program because we don't represent either extreme. And I've heard you question liberal issues, and I and you've heard me many times question conservative issues. Well, and if if you brought in, uh, let's say, Jordy Comas every week, uh, he'd have you for lunch. You, it would be exhausting for you to be so informed in the conservative side that you could keep up with that. You know, it's. It's hard to do. No, I can keep up. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, you'd get, it would become less fun and more work. Well, I mean, We'd you and I have a nice work. balance. I mean, we get along well. Uh, we like each other. And we argue on the program. Whatever. Anyway. And as the, one of our callers said, is Joe really a jerk or does he just play one on the radio? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a liberal. Who, I is play Mark liberal. really a dunce or does he just play one on the radio? Yeah, thank you for that. <laughs> All right. Uh, what did one guy say? You're great and I'm not. This is Double Decay, okay, Sunbury? <laughs>